Welcome back to Hashtag RealPod. I'm your host, Victoria Garrick, and this episode features my best friend in the whole entire world. I am so excited to welcome Aubrey Gavello onto the podcast today. We are going to talk about what makes great friendships, friendships in general, and all the important components that go into having a healthy and supportive relationship with a friend. Just to give you a little background on Aubrey, she graduated from USC's Marshall School of Business. She's the cutest and most bubbly core power instructor you've ever seen. Her shadaranga is on fleek, shout out if you know what that means. And on top of it all, she is just one of the most selfless and caring people I know. I am so, so beyond lucky to call her my best friend, and it has been that way for 16 years, literally, since the first grade, all through high school, all through college, and now onto our wedding days, kids, and honestly, we probably will get buried next to each other and our husbands are just going to have to deal with it. With that said, here is me and my best friend, Obzy G, talking all about friendships. Okay, we're so back. This, we're back, but you wouldn't know it. <laughs> so today in the car, as I prep Aubrey for this podcast, I'm like, are you pumped to be on Hashtag Real Pod? She's like, like, yes. Of course. And then she asks me this question. Have you guys had any like major technical issues yet? <laughs> and I go, no, we haven't. It's been really easy. And she goes, that is so great because James Charles had to do a video with Kylie Jenner. The whole audio was off the entire time they filmed and they had to refilm it. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but I would highly recommend it. And so we just finished filming about 20 minutes of this podcast episode to have the computer freeze and delete it all. I foreshadowed. I yeah, think I so wish this. I don't want to say it was we jinxed it, but now we're back for the second time, which you guys, it's okay. I know you're like, we we wouldn't know that, but we are going to do our, our best to recreate the magic that was <laughs> happening. Um, but I'm also, now I think we, I'm feeling good. It's almost like we had practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need this. So on today's episode, I brought on my best friend, Aubrey, and we are going to discuss what makes a great friendship, what mean what makes a great friend, and then overall just the issues, conflicts, and criteria that contribute to, actually, issues and conflicts don't contribute no, to a no, great no, friendship. No. <laughs> I just, just, I guess I just mean, like, a lot of the things that could happen to cause issues and conflict between friends, and then also the good criteria that makes you a great yeah. friend in handling all that stuff. I'm so excited. Me too. So, if we're gonna rehash... Where did we meet? We met at Victoria's fifth birthday party. We live right next door to each other, and her mom came over and invited little four-year-old Aubrey over to her new neighbor's birthday party. Um, Literally next door neighbors. I didn't like, know anyone. I could have spit on her house over our fence. It wasn't <laughs> we like had a, a down little the gate thing. between our two houses and between our little wood fence. Yes, and so from that day on, which by the way, we have a picture of ourselves on the day we ever met, and it's not like a cute picture where they said smile together. It was like a picture of the room, but we happened to be standing next to each other i happen to be hovering over the cake so, next to victoria <laughs> so if you crop the picture it, it's our first picture together and that was an iconic moment just to start a vic and obs and then we i'm already liking this recording better <laughs> and then we're a lot funnier right now and then um fast forward to now no i'm kidding so let's rehash we when did we well, okay so the the thing that makes a great friendship that we both agreed on is loyalty, trust, and honesty. And support. And support. I love that too. Loyalty, honesty, trust, and support. And so 
we established that at a fairly young age. Super young. Without even knowing yes, it. without even knowing. So I remember, wait, were there any stories from the play structure you can remember? No. Remember, I think you told me the story about you were like only if Victoria's on my team or something like. No, like you would stand up for me in the playground though because like you, you were leading the ring of course <laughs> and like I was like your little side piece that like <laughs> came with you everywhere. That's so funny. I would, like, stand behind you with my arms crossed. You'd be like, yeah, when yeah. she said. <laughs> uh, it's, it, the best part about our friendship might be the fact that Aubrey's half my size. And we look alike. So it's just like I have this minion, like, following me. Like, <laughs> Especially in our younger years, it was literally, like, where Victoria went. I was following directly behind her <laughs> at all times. That's so classic. It was, like, good to have Victoria, who was, like, a foot taller than all the guys uh, on yeah. your side in lower school. Aubrey has some home videos she found of, uh, they were playing, like, vo- grass volleyball in the backyard. Shout out, volleyball. And I was, I didn't know, like, I pulled the net down for you. I picked you up. You pulled up. the net down for me so that I could reach over it because I was, like, easily the shortest person in the grade. <laughs> Aubrey just smashes the ball down. Then we chest bump. <laughs> and then she knocks me over. Oh, yeah. How did I knock you over? With your chest. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I chest bumped her and it was just too hard for her delicate frame. <laughs> and my dad's like narrating the whole thing. Like, <laughs> and Aubrey with the spike, Victoria held the net down. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Is that legal or? <laughs> yeah, probably not. But hey, you gotta, you gotta give everyone a chance, even if they're significantly shorter. <laughs> so yeah, from a very young age, we've just kind of gotten, to, we know we like each other. We're, we're close friends. We're close. And then when we start establishing the trust of like, what is this friendship going to mean? I remember the first time we ever got into a little tussle, if you will. Yes. Um, Aubrey had had an AIM account. I mean, a lot of us had AIM accounts. Yeah. It was the thing. FaceTiming. I mean, what was it? Video chatting. We didn't text. Like, texting wasn't a thing. It was AIM chat. This was before iPhone. We're like dinosaurs over here. So, in just traditional fashion, Aubrey and a boy... Shout out Rustin. Shout out Rustin. Our best friend. No still. secrets there. And this is how we'll know if he actually listened to this podcast. <laughs> Rustin and Aubrey decide in AM chat that they like like each other. And it's so cute because you decide that you like like each other. You're not like boyfriend, girlfriend. You don't interact at, in person, but you've just decided that. So that was big for you. Your first big. little crush. And the main part was we decided to keep it secret so that no one knew yeah. that we like liked Her each other. Her and Rustin kept it a secret. And then Victoria, me, finds out about this thing. I think, like... I tell her two days later. I want to say it was, like, a few days later, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, why wouldn't you tell me this? Like, when it happens. And I think we were in, like, eighth, seventh or eighth grade. Seventh or eighth grade, I think. And I... That was the first time I was like, you have to tell me these things, like, when they happen. Like, I'm your best friend. And, like, you can trust me. And I think from that little... From that point on, like, we obviously made up immediately, and it just kind of set the standard of, like, we're going to be honest with each other. We're not going to tell each other, like, anything. Right, like, I you mean, can trust me anything. to tell yeah. me this, and I'm not going to tell people, and it's going to stop stop at me. Yeah. And so I think at that point, like, we kind of established no secrets. Like, right. we're going to be in on everything. Um, and it was, like, a person that you could come to for anything if you needed to without having to worry about it going anywhere else. Definitely. Which was important. And then obviously we get older and I feel like we confided in each other with everything, told each other everything. That was kind of when the brick wall happened. Yeah, define this. The brick wall is basically if something comes to you and you want to tell the other person, 
the other person is a brick wall. Like that it, you're talking to a wall. It's going not going anywhere. anywhere. You know? And we have great trust. Like yeah. I could tell her something and no, she for fact will not tell a soul. And the same thing goes for if Aubrey were to come to me and say, I, something happened or if I'm to ask her and she says, I can't tell you this or I don't want to tell you this and you just got to trust me. This is the best decision. And I'm like, okay, I trust you. I know that there's a reason I shouldn't know, or maybe it's like a family thing that it's just not, there's no point in me knowing unless she needed me or something. So we are really good at that. So if the person tells you something, we keep the secret. And then also if they don't want to tell, like we're respectful but usually there's nothing that we don't tell each other. No, I don't think there's anything. <laughs> we tell, tell them about, um, what is Rustin, we're still friends with Rustin, by the way. Yeah. What has Rustin been telling you? Oh, he says I'm like an ethernet cord. Like to me. He, he's speaking information. I'm immediately typing it to Victoria. And he's like, you are literally an ethernet cord of information. Yeah. Like, spouted to Victoria. secrets we get, we just goes, it goes right we're to the best to friend. the other one. But like, that's just like. I'm like, I will be the only one right. who knows, I promise. And unless, <laughs> unless it's like someone else's secret that they've confided in us. Right. And then obviously we wouldn't tell the other person. Uh, <laughs> you have to cut that out. Aubrey's looking at me like, don't reveal that. No, but I mean, I guess our, our, our you point. You cut that out. I guess, I know, I think it adds character. <laughs> I guess our point here is like, we're very trustworthy. And us, there's not a lot of friends that you can trust. And and I think that's something I've learned as I've gotten older, especially is you're going to have friends and you're going to have girls you like to hang out with and you're tight with, but you're going to know like this is just a character trait or like right. a character flaw. And so I have friends that are my best friends, but I know that I just couldn't tell them this thing because they're not that trustworthy. And I genuinely don't think it has anything to do with them not liking me or not wanting to be a good friend to me. That's just how they are. They don't keep anyone's secrets. People they, just have different standards as to like what honesty and loyalty means. And we've just kind of defined ours to be kind of on the nth level. It's very of, transparent. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to do. And since from a young age, I had Aubrey being that trustworthy and having that relationship, it's been hard for me to accept friendships that aren't as right. trustworthy as ours yeah like if someone doesn't have my back the way you do right it's really hard for me but then Aubrey's right. had to bring me down on, back down to earth like Victoria we've known each other since we were in first grade yeah like you we know literally the ins and outs People, of each other it's like, just it's just very rare to find someone that's why you can even find like one friend that you can really trust that's right. awesome you don't need more than that and so right. something that we talk about as well is like if you're my friend I'm not talking badly about you and I'm also not allowing someone else to talk badly about you behind your back. And that's rare as well. I don't, I think it's common for friends not to talk badly about each other's friends behind their back. I like to say that that's a standard of a friendship. Yeah, 100%. But what's the next level thing is also sticking up for your friend when someone else is saying something bad about them. Which is really hard to do a lot of times, but I was just telling Victoria this story, like, we live in a really small hometown. Small. Like, tiny, you know? And we live on each other here. Yeah, Victoria's in LA, and, like, obviously everyone comes to me to ask, like, how's she doing? Like, what's the podcast like? And, like, sometimes, like, people, there's, like, some... There's just, like, some prying. Yeah, there's prying. Maybe they're, like, like wanting to get something out of yeah, you, or, like, like you know, what like, is she really up sometimes to? Sometimes insecure people like to hear that someone else is doing badly, kind of, if that yeah, makes sense. I don't know. Or just... Or... Yeah. Anyways. And you're the one to ask about me, right. obviously. You know everything. So people will, like, ask prying questions. And the other day, like, two people were talking about it kind of, like, with me. And 
I saw it, them like riling up to like ask one of those like annoying prying questions. And my friend had to tap me and be like, whoa, girl, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> they could see Aubrey start to like fume, like, ask me, yeah, ask me the I'm question. Like, ask me the question, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and so I just, I think knowing like Aubrey always has my back and I always have her back is. Um, yeah. Awesome. Like, I would never say anything about her that I wouldn't want her to hear. Yeah. And I think if you can treat others that way, they will in return learn to treat you that way. Yeah. And... I think that's a huge thing, too. Like, anything you say about someone behind their back, like, you should be okay with them hearing. Like, I think that's just a general character trait, too. And honestly, I know that that is not going to be returned for me in the same way I'm going to give that to people. For example... One of my friends, who I consider one of my best friends, told me the other day, someone said this thing about you in front of these people. And I was just like, I cannot believe she said that. That was so mean. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so you watched her say this to all these people and you didn't say anything to like stand up for me? I'm thinking that because I know this girl. I know she's awesome. I know she has, and I know she wouldn't have stand up for anyone because it's just hard to do. And... Like I said before, really hard, there's yeah. just going to be aspects of certain people and certain friends in your life that aren't going to be to the standard you would want or the right. way you would treat them, but you just have to kind of accept that. Like, I could not accept my friend talking badly about me, but maybe I can understand how no one has as much courage or whatnot as, like, I probably do to stand up for them if the situation was reversed. So I think in, like, having a best friend you are taking, going that extra mile. Yeah, 100%. And standing up for them. Yeah. So, if you follow hashtag RealPod on Instagram, the username is at RealPod, we asked you guys to submit questions for us. And so, that's sort of what I'm going through today. So, make sure you're following that account if you want to be a part of the future podcast episodes. So, another question we got was, how did we maintain our friendship when we led such different lives? Like, I was always the athlete. Yeah. You were always the socialite and you were doing school. And those were just really different lives to live. Yeah, we totally did. And I think in high school, obviously, Victoria had volleyball. And, like, I don't know, I was really focused on school. Like, we definitely had differences. But we were living the same social life. Whereas in college, we got there and, like, we were living in different dorms. And Victoria was had six-hour practice blocks. I and- was living with three girls on my team. Aubrey's living with, like, 50 people in a freshman party yeah. dorm that are all, like, doing sororities and stuff. And I don't know any of them. Right. But I... I think the the way we stayed able to, like, keep our friendship awesome and stay included in each other's lives was inclusivity. Aubrey would include me in the things that, that her group and her new friends were doing, even though they didn't know me. She was like, this is my best friend, Vic, and I'm inviting her tonight to this thing we're going to do. Or we're, we're all going to watch The Bachelor. I'm going to invite her. And then it was, like, my opportunity to meet those people. It's not common for girls to want to include other girls in their friend groups, I think. Yeah, like, a lot of times, like... I think some people end up losing their high school friends in college or, like, even their college friends when they move to a new city because they have a hard time melding friend groups. Yeah, like, me- mixing them together. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. If you have people that like you and then other people right. that like you, they would all like each other. Right. <laughs> I completely agree. And I think, like, people sometimes aren't secure enough in their friendships to kind of go out of their way to, like, mess with the status quo of their friend group right or they're worried like if I introduce this friend to this friend what if they like each other more than they like me and I think just being very secure in the relationship you have with someone like I'm so happy that Aubrey was gonna live with new girls and meet other people I wasn't like worried or she's gonna drop me jealous yeah yeah. or that like you were gonna like 
just do volleyball and be with your right. team all the time we, or anything. We stayed talking. I, and then it's showing, showing an interest in their life. Like, I want to hear about the people you're meeting and the things you're doing. Right. And vice versa. Another question we got is, do we ever get jealous of each other? No. No. Never. And I honestly think it's because we're so different. I think so, too. Yeah. We've always had kind of our own little niches of what we like and what we're good at. And it's just made things easier. And we genuinely want the other person to succeed like, and be happy and look good and all that stuff. And I always think there's one story where we were getting ready for prom. I didn't know how to curl my hair. I didn't do my makeup. Like whenever I was going to an event, Victoria was dolling me up and (laughs) she was taking so long on my prom updo that she had envisioned for me. (laughs) And She's curling my hair or whatever. It's taking like two hours. And I was like, Victoria, you're not going to have enough time to do all of your stuff. And she goes, Aubrey, I will go to prom in a trash bag if it means you look beautiful tonight. (laughs) That was just so telling of like our friendship and like how much the other person means to them because I don't know. Definitely. I think a big thing that can interfere with girls' friendships is like wanting to look or appear better than the other girl or getting jealous in that aspect. And especially when you're younger, I think like people are a little more insecure and, um, I don't know. I think that was super telling. Yeah. <laughs> and then fast forward to college, Aubrey, literally, I, I remember feeling like so sad because I see Aubrey, she's like going to these parties and I'm like uh, on the road for a game and Aubrey's hair and makeup is done. And I'm like, who did your hair and makeup? And she's like, my roommate, Sarah. And I'm like, but that's my job. So obviously like things change as you go on and now she does her hair better than anyone. I'm like, she needs to teach me how Cute. to curl hair. Um... So, yeah, so then, like, in college, we definitely started doing different things, but making sure we were including each other and also talking about, like, what was going on and showing an interest. And then sophomore year, like, this is so inclusive. Aubrey's made, like, a, a group of friends, and they know who I am because I've, I've hung out with them a few times, but I'm not close enough with these girls where, like, they're texting me about their problems or to hang out one-on-one. Like, I know them through Aubrey. And I really wanted to live with non-athletes because... I just felt like my freshman year volleyball was my whole life. I would go to practice and I would come home with the same girls I practiced with. And then we would wake up and we'd leave together that I just wanted to live at a place where it felt like an escape where I was going to be coming home to people who had no idea what volleyball was, no idea what the technique was and just did not care about that part of my life. So Aubrey included me in a living situation with, with six girls total, us being two of them. And then the other four, I like sort of knew. I mean, they were nice, cool girls, and we knew we'd all get along, but Aubrey was like, Vic has to be a part of this lease next year. And that yeah. was something that yeah, just was super cool. And For us, too, it was like, coming. we lived together three years of college, and like we were next-door neighbors growing up. Like We'd have school night sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Like It was never a question. And like that kind of gave us time to like invest in our friendship because we did have such different lives. So, like, even if Victoria was coming home from 8 p.m. practice and I was going out at 9, like, she would sit with me for an hour while I get ready for the party and talk about our days and all of that. Totally. And it would suck that I couldn't go to the party with them, right? I was too tired to get ready and go. And, right. And that was a bummer. And Aubrey did a good job of never being, like, annoyed with me. Like, it's so annoying that Victoria never comes no, out with us. Yeah, or, you know, she not. always, like, was so understanding of how I was feeling if I was too tired or if I had something in the morning, like she respected that and vice versa. I wasn't like, why wouldn't she stay in with me if I haven't seen her all day? Like we were really respectful of the lives totally. the, the other person was trying to live. Yeah, that's huge. 
that year though was not easy for us. Yeah, that was probably our, our darkest darkest hour. I would in say in college for sure. Like sophomore year was really when both of our mental health started to become totally apparent and, yes. and kind of experienced some suffering there for sure. Yeah. And we were living in this shoebox. Like our beds were touching. We had there twin was... beds in the same room. We had twin beds in a room that should have been for one person. Yeah, if one, like be- half a person. <laughs> because we thought it would be so fun to like yeah. you know, room together, which it was. But we that is when I first started to really get depressed and that spring was the year I gave my TED talk so that was really like the meat of when I was going through stuff and Aubrey too yeah that was the first time I'd gone to therapy I was just really down I and none of neither of us had really experienced that level of emotion or even I don't even think we really knew what it was but we were going through it together and kind of discovering. But going through totally different things. Totally. Like Aubrey's was more of like a social and mine was more of like a performance. And but still, like it sucked to see your friends suffer and then it sucked to suffer as well and like feel like you didn't maybe have the energy or the emotions to even account for someone else. Totally. But we just made sure that when the other person needed the other person to be there, we were there. Like we never put our own emotions over the other person's. Like we always made time for the other person. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Because I do feel like we did prioritize our own mental health first. Yeah, like, I mean, as much as you have to. But yeah. you were never like, I'm going through this, so I can't help you. you right, know? it was, it was like, never like, there it too. needs to be about me. Yes. It was like, it's a, this is about both of us, we're yeah. both going through something yeah. hard. And that even like parlayed into junior year because I was still struggling with volleyball and still mentally like not where I wanted to be and... A lot of you guys asked about communication, like having good communication with your friends. And there were a few times, like this season, Aubrey, do you remember I had that, uh, I had like a calendar on my yes. door that had the games left and I would come Days home and cross them off done. Yeah. because that was like the only way I could see the light at the end of the tunnel because I was just so stressed and overwhelmed. And I remember <laughs> one, one week or like there were two games where I was like, Aubrey, I need you to come to my game tonight. And I asked her to do that because when I went into the arena and there were all these people in there and all these bright lights and I felt so alone and also in an environment that made me really anxious and that was really scary for me. And to know that my best friend was going to be sitting in the crowd and I could look at her and see her sitting there and know I'm not alone in this was super comforting for me and a reason I was able to like get through a game. Totally. And... I remember after the game, Aubrey's like waiting by the band, like, great job. I think we won. And I'm like, you did, you won. <laughs> and you had a great game. And I'm like about to cry, like, uh, like literally like on the brink of tears, like swelling. I was like, okay. I was like, just go have a meeting. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. I was like, I'll meet you outside when you change. And so the big thing there is I know, I noticed I'm going to need my best friend in this situation and I asked her to be there for me and she was there for me. Communication is literally so clear. Like we always will tell each other straight. Like we're not going to beat around the bush and be like, no, it's okay. Like if you have something to do, don't worry about it. Yeah. The other scenario would have been if I was like, didn't ask her that. And then the season ends and I'm like, Aubrey, I can't believe you saw the calendar ad in my room. You know how sad I was and you didn't come to any of my games. Like, she's not reading my mind. Like, and I'm not gonna, like, I have to be accountable to be telling the person I'm having a relationship with. Like, and friendships are relationships. I was gonna say, it's literally like having a boyfriend. (laughs) No, but like, I can't read your mind. (laughs) Yeah, like, she can't read my mind. And so I have to say, like, hey, 
I need you to be there tonight. And then she says, okay, I'm going to be there. And she's there. And she can do the same things for me. And it's like, versus, it's so annoying when you have friendships that are super passive aggressive where you're like, hey, are you coming to my performance tonight? And the person's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have to miss it. But I could cancel it if you want me to come. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, you don't have to come. Oh my God, I cannot believe she didn't come. Like, she knows this means the world to me. It's like, okay, well, you texted her saying, don't come. Don't come. Like, so, she's listening to you. Yeah. So I think if you want your friends to be there for you at an event, right. you should ask them. And obviously, you there are times you just want them to know, but you have to give them that chance to even start thinking about that these things are important right. to you. Because maybe then, because I had asked Aubrey to come to a game and she realized like, oh, I can have an impact on Victoria just from being in the audience, then maybe later she would think to come on her own. Right, right. Because like how, like, and then there's games where sometimes I'm like, I'm free tonight, should I come? Victoria's like, no, don't, don't worry about it, like do whatever. And it's just like that clear communication just avoids so many problems. Totally. And one of the other questions we got related to this is how do you tell your friend you're going through a rough time? Tell them. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah. You'd be surprised how receptive people are and, like, how willing people who love you are to help. For sure. I don't know. I think we were just really good at... We could tell how we... We know each other really well, so I could tell if you weren't, like, your best self or as happy as I know you could be and vice versa. Yeah. And it goes back to, like, just that level we established at such a young age. Like, we're going to tell each other everything and that includes, like, if the times are dark and you're not feeling up to par for sure and that communication is has helped us a lot so then when we got like towards our senior year of high school or sorry senior year of college things changed Aubrey and I had gotten really good at our friendship when she was doing like social school stuff and I was doing volleyball we we mastered that and then, like, the boat rocks, right? Because <laughs> my volleyball ends. So now it's... I come back to school in January. I don't have practice every day. I have no team commitments. It's my senior year. And honestly, this was a really hard time for me. And it wasn't just that volleyball had ended. But it was more like I felt like I had just arrived at sort of a school that I wasn't really immersed in the years prior. Like... You were immersed just in a completely different part than I was, kind of. Yeah, and Aubrey had all these friends that she had built four-year relationships with. She, like, knows the ins and outs of the sorority we were in. She knew, like, everything we were doing. And that social life was just foreign to me. I was never a part of it because I didn't have the time. And I think that was hard for us. I remember something you told me was, like, you had a little anxiety about, like, am I responsible for you? Like, I'm bringing you into everything. Because, like... Obviously, like, the first thing I'm going to do is include Victoria in everything, but then, like, I have anxieties. Like, I'm not saying there's no pressure in, like, melding friend groups. Like, I know it's hard, but, like, when you're bringing kind of a third party to all of these events, like, you're, I'm worried about, like, if she likes them, I'm worried about if they like her, like, I'm worried about if they're clicking. And it's just different than, like, freshman year when Aubrey was including me in, like, the start of this all. It's, like, these girls are already established. Like, the group's established. Yeah. And, like, they do all these things together and, like, they have a group text. I'm not in that because – and I've never cared because I've never – like, that's never right, been a part of – Right, Because it's not – it's different than your life, right. you know? And I think, like, that was something that kind of – I really had to sacrifice with volleyball. was, like, I'm not going to be able to right. make all of these new relationships and keep up with them. Like, right. the, I could barely keep up the relationships with, the, like, the five people I actually, like, wanted to keep them up yeah. with. Let alone make all these new friends. Yeah. And so 
And it was also weird timing because it's, like, the last semester of senior year. And, like, it's really sad. But, like, no one's going out of their way to make new friends at that point. Like, they're just enjoying the relationships they have and kind of writing out the end of college. And so this was, like, a really hard time. And... It was just hard for me because I especially, like, wanted to make friends and wanted to feel like I was a part of that group or feel included. And as much as everyone was so nice to me and did include me, I just felt like I was too late. It was just, like, yeah, like, the like three years prior kind of thing. Yeah, and it was really hard. Like, I would be, like, sometimes I would, like, cry or there was an event coming up and, like, there was, like, I felt like I wasn't staying with everyone or I didn't know, like who I would go with if Aubrey was doing something with someone like and so it just didn't feel the best to have to like rely on Aubrey to like have these friends I wanted and also it didn't feel great for Aubrey to be like wanting to enjoy her senior spring and also worrying about how I'm feeling right because like I obviously wanted to do everything it's just like the timing was just weird and honestly like to be honest I just sort of felt like if I had been a freshman and didn't play volleyball, like, I don't know if these were the friends I would have, those those were my people. Because as we said, we are so different. Yeah, we're so... Did we go through that? Yeah, did we? I forget if that was on the first one. Aubrey's, like, social, loves to party, loves to, like, have energy, has a million friends. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria has a very, very, very high standard for her Oh, there's a lot of varies there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, like, great standards, like, very important ones, but I just have a million people that, like, I hold to different standards for different things, where Victoria has one gold standard. Yeah, Aubrey's like, oh, I have a good time with these people, like, not a big deal, whereas I'm like, are they trustworthy? Are they they pulling my back? And, like, that has been um, a blessing and a curse. It's been a blessing because I can say I have four to five friends who I have that with. Um, Obviously, Aubrey is, like, the gold standard, but I definitely think I have a few more I can count on a hand that that are also there. What I don't have is a group. And that has always been something that has been hard for me as a college student. And I really really wanted to bring this up on the podcast because I think it's really common for a lot of people to feel like they don't have a group of people or they don't feel like they're they're liked, but why are they not getting invited? And I always felt like that was me. Like, people liked me, but, like, why am I hearing about this event, like, the day before? Or why am I forgotten in the carpool? Or... And nothing and, feels worse than, like, feeling forgotten in yeah. people that you and, think are your friends. And I remember a lot, uh, many times, there was, like, a good month, like, this past senior spring where I was, like, crying to you. And you gave me some great advice. Because I was saying, like, I want a group and I want, like, these people. And you were saying, like, Victoria, the people in this group, it's not even, like, they love their life in it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, th- I think there's, like, this weird misconception because of movies with, like, friend groups where... These girls will have these big friend groups and everyone loves each other. Like, that's not the case. It's, like, a group of people who, like, individually you have different relationships with every single one of them. But, like, together you have a good time and, like, together you live the same life. So it's, like, hard to assume that everyone in the friend group is, like, best friends and, you know. Definitely. And that's just something I struggle with. Like, I still feel like I have really great friends, but they're in singles. And it's like, I think if I were to, if I were, if I were to have all my friends in the same place and I had a birthday dinner, it's not like that's my squad. You know, it's not like they all know each other well. Like I'm friends, like me and them have great relationships individually, but I don't have like the crew of seven and we're all besties. (laughs) And I hope that when I say that, if you're listening to this podcast, that feels like it's you. 
that's me. So you're not alone in that. I know it can feel lonely at times, but I always remember, like, I have to remind myself to be so grateful for the few relationships I do have that are so strong. Yeah. And you, Aubrey, would always tell me, like, it's more important to have that one or those one or two people than, like, the group of seven or eight that might not have your back later. Definitely. I think it's so much more important to, like, feel like Victoria could be in any room and know that, like, she would have my back no matter what than, like, a few of my more distant friends being in a room knowing that if someone said something badly, like, they wouldn't necessarily go out of their way to stand up for me. For sure. Another question we got is people who feel like the opposite. They're in friend groups, but they don't really have a true BFF they can count on. I feel like that, like, aside from you in high school, like, I felt more like that than I did in college. Because I feel like in high school, like, you have a harder time picking your friends because it's smaller and whatever. College, it's more like you have a lot of options. If that feels like you, maybe that shouldn't be your group. Yeah, that's smart. I went to a different high school for my freshman year. I thought that I wanted to go to a bigger school that had like 400 kids in a grade and I wanted to try something new. My brother went there. It looked glamorous, whatever. So I went and at the beginning of the year, I tried to be friends with these girls that I thought were the prettiest and the most popular and like they liked me and like we got along but they didn't show care for me the way another group of girls did and that group of girls wasn't the most popular or whatever but they were so much nicer so much more fun to be around they noticed if I was sick one day like and I just realized like these are the girls I want to eat lunch with these are the girls I want to build relationships with because they care about me right and so if you feel like your friend group doesn't care about you, like, And I know it's scary because there's such a sense of security in friend groups, I feel like. And, like, it's kind of a strength in numbers type thing. But if you're not happy in that group, get, go make new friends. There's and, and so there, many other people. There's so many people to meet. <sighs> Another question we got was about arguments. And I think oh, yeah. we don't really argue, but we definitely communicate when we feel like we're not in a good place with our feelings. Definitely, It's more of a constructive conversation than an argument by a long Definitely. shot. <laughs> it's, it's literally like a, this is how I've been feeling because of what you've been doing. Like, what do you think about this? Sort and of like, how can I fix what I'm doing to make you not feel like that? And I think Aubrey came to me with this similar, like, I think this was one of our bigger. Yeah. This one definitely scared me. I was like, oh my God, have I been so MIA that I've like lost her? <laughs> no, never. Because... <laughs> Because this was, I think, fall of senior year. Um, a lot happened this year. This was, like, the end of volleyball, year. start of a new life. It was, the transition was brutal. But be- this fall of this senior year, Aubrey came to me. And and when we do when we have talks like this, it's like we're alone, like, usually, like, hanging out on a bed. We're on a bed right now because we figured that would, like, give us the best <laughs> I was like, I wish energy. it was 3 a.m. Because, like, that's when our best friendship <laughs> talks happen. Yeah. So Aubrey came to me and said that she thought I wasn't paying enough attention to the detail and the little things happening in her life and that it and that it, she took so much attention to what was going on in my life and being there for me and I wasn't doing that for her and that it it just didn't feel good. Right. And I was like so caught off guard. And she was and just like to give an example of like what she's talking about. It would be something like if maybe on Monday I'm hanging out with Aubrey and I'm like, so what are you doing this weekend? And she's like, I have this really important thing coming up with my family or like with an exam or something. And I'm like, okay, awesome. And then it's Friday and I text her at like 11. I'm like, want to hang out today? 
And she's like, I told you, like... I'm at that really important thing I told you about. Yeah, like, like you should know this, yeah. like, because this is an important thing to me. And and I think that had happened a few times in a few different ways and even, like, a few little things. And it made Aubrey feel... Like, what did it make you feel like? Yeah, I was just, like, kind of, like... Because I feel like I always am, like, checking the volleyball schedule and, like, making sure I'm keeping up Aubrey's with Aubrey's the kind things. of friend where if I say I have a test, she texts me good luck in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't need to be done. <laughs> like, a good big game. Like, I'm always, like, I'm, like, I'll go and check the game times to make sure I have it right. You know, like, yes. little things like that that, like, I do and, like, I don't necessarily expect, but, like, when it feels like they're kind of accumulating, then it's, like, I felt like I needed to say something. And or, like, remembering names or little things like that. Yeah, and because Aubrey is literally so selfless and and take yeah. goes to the extreme of like even my little games like for me to be not remembering these bigger things in her life was just really bad of me and I could have in that moment I yeah. easily could have said but Aubrey it's my senior year of volleyball and we have a new coach and things have been so crazy and I don't feel awesome and and I could have made all these excuses that yeah. would have seemed like good excuses but rather than doing that she like instead of coming up with all of these excuses she was like if you're feeling this way I'm gonna address this the way that however you're feeling like it doesn't matter why xyz happened it was just if you're feeling a certain way then let's talk about things it things need to change out. yeah I was like if you feel like this is the way I'm treating you or that you're not like happy or or I'm making you feel sad or neglected or taken for granted I need to change something. Yeah. And that was... huge. And then that... Then you don't even have... Obviously, you have this big conversation where I'm apologizing and I'm saying, I'm so sorry I made you feel this way. Right. But I'm, I'm swallowing my pride and I'm like, I don't care if I am the president and I have a million things to do. I should be knowing these things about your life and I should be there for you. And that's on me and I gotta change that. And I think... What was I just gonna say? I think it's really important... Shit, I had a thought. Oh, and I was gonna say also, like... You don't go into those conversations, like, being, like, we need a break, like, we can't, like, we've never had a petty fight where we're, like, we're not speaking right now, you know? Like, you go into those conversations looking to change something rather than looking for, like, an apology and, like, to attack the other person. Like, you put yourself on the same team and then look at the issue as, like, the enemy rather than the other person, if that makes sense. I totally agree. And it's very important that you're not passive and you're not not talking and you you confront these things as they happen. And another thing that we forgot to mention, but I want to bring back up, is, like, relationships. So, obviously, when you have a really close friend, then they get a boyfriend or they get a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. It can be really hard because you're used to spending all your time with them. Another time when I went to Aubrey to say something yeah. similar, was in, this was in high school, and Aubrey got a really serious boyfriend. And after a while, it just seemed like I was no longer the one getting called to be told this thing. Or if Aubrey was crying and upset, like, she went to him and not me. And that was just a change because yeah. for so many years it had been me and now it wasn't. And then on top of that, like, she was spending a lot of time with him and... I was just distant from, like, our whole friend group and, like, Victoria and all of that. And so similarly, like, I think it came up one night on text or something and then I said I'm, like, about to cry. Like, I want to talk about this. And she was like, me too. And so then I drove over to her house because now we, she had moved, so now we were 10 minutes away. And <laughs> so far. It was brutal, literally 10 minutes. And uh, we talked in the car for like two hours outside of her house, just like crying and, and explaining things. And what's really important is to not assume that 
like whatever you're thinking i promise it's about your friend i promise it's not the truth everyone's right. going through something you have no idea what their thoughts are and so and it's so easy to assume the worst and yeah and so when i said to her like i think you know you're you're not including me in these things or you're not telling me these things and I want to be there for you and it sucks to not hear about it. She, you know, she would say something like, oh, well, like he was there when this thing happened or like I wanted to tell you, but I thought you had that big varsity rivalry game and I didn't want to like burden you. And so there's always these things that like you don't know about until you talk to someone that you realize are factors at play. And I know it's scary to like approach someone with a problem that you have to them, but you always leave a friendship stronger when you do confront those sorts of things, as long as it's in a constructive way rather than, like, an attacking one, I think. Definitely. Um, I'm just scrolling for a few other questions because we're almost out of time, Z. I think we've been doing well. I think so Aubrey too. was, like, nervous. She's like, am I going to do I know, well? I, I so hate the sound of my voice. I'm like, I, I know. Like, how do you listen to the sound of your voice? I'm like, I hate the sound of my voice, but people listen to this, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let's see. People asked about body image and friendships. We don't have to talk about that, but what would we say? Like, just how... I think we are very... We kind of shifted. I mean, do you want to talk about, like, middle school? We'd, like, do bike laps and, like, we'd eat yeah. grapes at lunch and we, then, like... Yeah, we <laughs> we literally... Well, yeah, let's talk about, like, yeah. body image with friendships. We've had, like, kind of, like, a crazy ride with it. Because I feel like we went through all of our mindset changes around body image and dieting and all of that together. Yeah, we definitely, in middle school and high school, were very focused on having a certain body type and, yeah. like, what we were eating. And that was a thing that, it was a dialogue that was, like, kind of toxic that we have yeah. with each other. We'd have, like, the calorie apps together and yes. things like that. And, like, tracking and all that stuff. and. And at that point, I was an athlete, too. Yeah, Aubrey played water polo. <laughs> I played water polo, and I, I definitely had the muscle for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so that for sure changed. Like, it all changed. Like, I think that sophomore year when we were, like, really going through it, and then yeah. coming out of it, we were, like, making changes for the better. And I think now we're both a really good place with our own bodies yeah, and our own... Yeah, because we both kind of had eating things sophomore year and then we had this huge shift just like both of us started going to therapy and we got really in touch with our mental health and like stopped using food for coping mechanisms yeah we were sharing the things we were learning with each other like I would talk to her a lot about like my binging and like what was helping me or what book I read or like how I was calming my stress and together we were like trying to get better yeah but it also would suck if like one of us was like against it like that's something I've always been really impressed with by you is you're not an athlete, but you think and you're intellectually <laughs> I like Victoria Gerg mindset. <laughs> no, but like you, it's because sometimes I mean, if any athletes are listening, like, and you have friends that aren't athletes, sometimes you think that they don't really understand what you're talking about with like self awareness and like inner dialogue and all that stuff. And Aubrey has always been like right there, trying to better her mind, become her best self, and and make all these like mental improvements that I just think normal girls don't do. So yeah, like I, I definitely apply athlete mindset to like my regular life, <laughs> for sure. my NARP life, <laughs> for sure. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like at a Lambda party we were, at the HGM, we were <laughs> mindset awareness. We were on the same page. Like I would come to you yeah. with things and you would want to learn them and like yeah. change and, and apply. we'd share books and things like that. Like what's that book? The inner game of tennis. Game of like, tennis. Yeah. Why did I read that? I don't know. I love that you read that. <laughs> it's like all about how to play a sport. I know. <laughs> 
but, have literally no application for that. But definitely with body image and food, we have both come so far in our relationship. And, like, even definitely. you have told me that you notice things in, like, the dialogue other people have just yeah. because of the way I talk about it. It's so funny. Like, we'll just literally, like, I'll, like, send her, like... What did I someone, send you the other Oh, day? it was someone... Aubrey sent me a story in the DMs of oh, something... Yeah. Do you remember you want to tell it? Yeah, it was this, like, very distant family friend or whatever, and she posted this picture of a burger, and she's like, OMG, I caved, like, I've been so bad today, I had to go to Shake Shack, like, enjoying my curly fries, like, I'm gonna work out extra hard today. And, like, before I would have clicked through that, literally not thinking twice, like, whatever, and I screenshot it, I was like, oh my god, what an unhealthy relationship with food this girl has. I was like, I can't believe this. Like, right, just I want to, like, send her breaking free from emotional eating and just kind of go <laughs> on with it. Shout out to Roth. She's yeah. coming on the podcast tomorrow. But literally, no, it's true. Like, people would swipe through that and think, oh, whatever, that's common sense. But it's like, no, if you're telling yourself if you're eating something and then you have to work out because you ate that thing or you're guilty or you're caving. And like, then you have to tell all your followers that yeah. you're, like, being that, bad and you're going like, to work out, I promise. Congratulations, you've had a burger. I'm like, you can have right. a burger whenever you want if I'm you really like, let yourself have but and so little things like that like I've seen Aubrey sort of become more aware of that stuff and like yeah you're a really mindful eater for someone that like doesn't actually kind of practice it and like read the books I read you're very mindful and and then touch with your body and your emotions and and I wasn't always no No, yeah for sure definitely not at all that's another thing is we're super different is I and I've and I learned this um (laughs) through my years of living with Aubrey is like if she did something that I know wasn't good for her And I really wanted to see her, like, make that change for her mental health. There's not so much you can make someone else do. Yeah. And I I know it's hard to stand by and watch, but, like, a lot of times, like, I know for myself, like, I need to get to a place where I want to fix it on my own. Like, the more someone tells me not to do something or to do something, I have this weird pushback and I'm, I can't be forced into something because then I I feel, like, claustrophobic. I don't think anyone can be forced. Like, you Unless that person wakes up and says, I want to make this change, they're not going to make that change. Right. You can't force them. And so I think I would get really emotionally attached to, like, yeah. seeing Aubrey's emotions. And if I saw her hurt or crying, I was like, okay, well, the fix to this is doing ABC. Yeah. And so when she wouldn't do ABC. Victoria is, like, so, like, all right, here's an issue. We're going to attack it from nine different directions and <laughs> get it done. I'm like, let me just sit with this issue for a few minutes. Yeah. And so. <laughs> like, let me hang out with it, get to know it. And so because Aubrey would, like, continuously be sad or whatever and then not fix the problem I started to get really frustrated and then I could see myself getting like angry with her sort of like the next time she was upset or sad I wouldn't like necessarily want to be there for her in the way I was the first time because I was like okay we've already talked about this right but then I sort of had this realization of like this is her own life it's her own journey I need to be there and support her as and trust that eventually she's going to make the best decision for herself. Right. And I think that was the most helpful thing that Yeah. And I think there's such a difference. Like, I think for us, like, you automatically want to be there for me. Like, you always want to help me, whatever. And, like, without me necessarily having, like, having asked for help yet. You know what I mean? Like, if, oh, right. Like, I'm know, like, oh, here's what you need to do. And yeah. You're like, and I didn't I'm like, ask. I, I'm like, I'll get there. I'll, I'll, when, I, when I want the advice, like, I'll get there. Which sounds weird, yeah. but, like... Giving unwanted help isn't necessarily always the best solution. Right. All it's, the time. It's, it's such a thin line because it's such like you want to intervene yeah. before they yeah. need to ask for help. But you also, right. I think you need to just do well of judging the situation and the character. Like, I know oh, Aubrey's yeah. a, got great character. She's a great girl and she's going to be Thanks. smart at the end of the day. <laughs> so I didn't really need to yeah. jump in as much as I like. Right. But then there are sometimes, like my sophomore year when I was in the dumps, like we we're all in that low place. Like, I needed to be intervened with and, 
like Victoria booked me therapy and was like, we're, we're getting this, you know, like it's in too deep sort of. For sure. Um, I guess the last thing that we'll finish with is how has our friendship changed the most through the years? That's such an interesting question. I feel like at its fundamentals, it hasn't. I know. We've always been, like, very <laughs> like, good with this. We've always been so different. Like, so, so different. But I feel like the foundation of our friendship has always stayed the exact same. Like, we've always had such a sense of loyalty. We've always had sense of, such a sense of trust. Mm-hmm. Such a sense of support. Yeah. Like, I think, like, outlining the foundations for your friendship and then sticking to them kind of allows you guys to grow separately or together. And, and, it's, and it's not like a sit down and make rules. It's more just like every if something happens, you have a conversation about it and say, we want to, this is how we want to be going forward. Definitely. Like we didn't sit down and make rules, but the first time like the AM boyfriend thing happened, I was like, <laughs> I want you to trust me. Like, yeah, you don't have to worry that I'm gonna tell someone. She's like, okay. And so the next time she tells me like, you just grow with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Amazingness. That was so I cute. think we should end with just answering a few of the questions we got as like advice givers. Okay. So not our relationship, but just like what, what should, what should they do if they have this, this thing happening with their friends? Okay. Yay. So the first person asked, how do you deal with rumors about you not getting in the way of your friendship? So, like, I'm guessing this girl has people spreading rumors about her and, like, I don't know, her friends are turning on her. Oh, gosh. If your friends are turning on you, first of all, I would say go talk to them first because you never can assume what's going on with them. You also shouldn't believe a rumor about your friend unless you've asked them if it's true. Definitely. And then if, I don't know, if they have... What? I don't know. Obviously, I think that if you go and talk to your friend about something, especially like a rumor they're starting about you, they should have a good reason not to. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, this is the worst this answer we've ever question. given. I don't like this question. <laughs> I guess it's just like rumors seem so far off. Like, I feel like you, you hear about them in TV shows, like, there's a rumor so that like... So started, yeah. Whereas usually that doesn't really happen. But yeah. okay, yeah, if you feel like your friend... Sorry for this terrible advice. <laughs> Honestly, probably I'll cut this one out. Um, the next question. Well, someone did ask tips for supporting a friend with body image issues or disordered eating habits. Oh, that's I, kind of a good one for us. Yeah. I think it's important to definitely, like, if you notice something with your friend, you have to definitely say something to them, but make sure you do it in a way that's not attacking and super non-judgmental, just like a, I've noticed this. Yes. Do you feel like you're doing that sort of thing? Yeah, that's definitely the clinical way to approach it, and probably what, like, most psychologists would advise is, hey, I've noticed this, and I'm wondering if you've noticed this too, and, like, how it's affecting the way you feel. And that way you're not like, oh my God, you haven't been eating. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. Eat something. You're like, hey, I noticed you haven't had dinner with us for three nights. Is there anything, like, I can be here for you yeah. with? Like, or do, do you want to go get dinner and, like, then use that as a way to kind of talk about it? The, the keys of this are just saying what you've noticed, not judging them, and saying I'm here for you if and when you want to talk about it. Totally. The next question is how to build and make new friendships. You're really good at this, so I'll let you answer this. You have a million friends. I think you have to approach people kind of assuming that they also want to be friends. Because I know sometimes, in college for me it was scary because I always thought like everyone had their groups and everyone was cooler than me. I don't know. But as I've like come into myself more, you just kind of have to approach people. Like they're just people. Like no matter how intimidating or scary, like 
might think they may be. Like, if you're super curious about their life and genuinely want to get to know more about them, they'll respond well to that. I think that's a good answer. I wouldn't know, guys. I don't have that many friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then the last question is how to not put your worth in guys when you're a young teen. And I think... Oh, that is, is so for me. This is a great This is one. me. Hello. I've never put my worth in anyone. Yeah, I, like, I no. came out of the womb like, I'm a boss-ass bit and I don't care what you say. <laughs> I was, like, in a high school... I was a boyfriend jumper. Like, I always had a different boyfriend. I genuinely, even into my sophomore year of college. Into college, Aubrey had never been single for long periods of time. Never. Like, ever. I just had a million boyfriends. And that was something I obviously wanted her, was, like, to have that independence. But once again, like, you can't make your friend do something. And, like, it was easy kind of just to jump from one person to the next so you never feel alone. But then once you start, you have to give yourself, like, I would say a few months at least to actually get to know yourself, get to understand yourself, learn how to like hanging out by yourself. Like, there's things that you will learn to love how to do, like, love to do just alone. Like, for me, it was yoga, honestly. Like, I didn't know that I could have a hobby by myself, not with another person. <laughs> and So proud of you. That'll be in your intro. Thanks. Core power instructor. Core power instructor. Isn't, what's, isn't it amazing how independent you are now from how much you used to need to be around people all the time? Crazy, yeah. I genuinely, whether it was guys or girls or my friends, whatever, like, I, I do have, like, a ton of people I always hang out with just because before I didn't know how to be by myself. I couldn't do it. Would you say that's the most important thing you've gained for yourself from taking that time to be independent and not rely on, like, a guy? Yeah, because now I know how to be alone without it being lonely. And I was also abroad I love that, how to be Mm -hmm. alone without it being lonely. Thanks. Wow, that's inspirational. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, I was abroad for, like, I would say, like, a month in Brussels, Belgium. Shout out, delirium, baby. Um, alone. And that's, was one of those crazy times where I was like literally wandering the streets, going to coffee shops by myself, like basically eat, pray, loving. (laughs) And that's when I really learned how to hang out by myself and have it be fun and not put your worth on anyone else. And then now it's like, you know that you are worthy and you are enough and you have all these great qualities that when you find a guy, you're not searching for that validation in him. Totally. Yeah. You told me this. If you're searching for some something, don't look anywhere but inside yourself. Yeah. Is that the <laughs> Close. Okay. It said if you're looking for the missing piece okay. to complete you, it's inside yourself. Like yeah. it's something I actually I said it wrong. The the main story you is the it. only thing that's gonna complete you is what you already have inside, yeah. not anything else you could go out and find in the world. Yeah. So that's not was a job, not a guy, me. not anything. Mm-mm. No accomplishments, nothing. Well, I think this has been so swell. This has been so swell. I'm glad so that this fun. didn't glitch again and we didn't have to do it a third time. I know. But I love you and I'm so glad we got to do this episode. I, I just really wanted to bring on, I want to have a real conversation. Like, I wanted to talk about friendships because it's not easy and. I think it's, we have two, we have a great friendship, but then we also have different lives where you feel like you have all these groups and I feel like I don't have groups, but I have individual friends and yeah, it's just important to kind of talk about that and be really real about what yeah. a lot of us go through. And stay aware. And stay aware. Stay aware. What should we leave them with? <laughs> oh, great. The lawnmower just started on the lawn. <laughs> this is a great ending time. Okay. I will be back next Tuesday. Obzi G, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Let's give a big round of applause for Aubrey. This is the first podcast she's ever been on, and I think she killed it. 
Obzi, thanks for coming on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode about friendships and maybe learned something new. I really wanted to do this episode because I don't think I have a perfect life with friends. I think I have a few really, really great friends that I'm so lucky for, but I've always struggled with accepting the fact that I don't have a group of friends. And for some reason, I don't know why that has always been so appealing to me. If it's just been the thing you think you need to have from movies, from TV shows, like Aubrey said, but I am starting to just kind of let go of that need to have something that society makes me think I should have and just be so grateful for the best friends I have in my life who I'm just so lucky to have and that are in all different places. So I hope you guys have an amazing day. I hope you took something away from this episode and I will see you next Tuesday. 